you're listening to In Cahoots, a Mum Heart Australia podcast. My co-host Karina and I, Lacey, are joining with homeschooling families across the country. We share stories, we ask questions, and we listen to each other. Because everything is better when you do it with a friend. Well, hello. Welcome to Mum Heart Australia podcast. We're so glad you're here in this special space. Welcome to 2021. I hope you're off to a, a good start with your families. I'm Bob Somervale. And I'm Lacey Shelton. And I'm Karina Rhodes. And you've heard quite a bit from Lacey and myself over the last year or so of the podcast. And Barb will be joining us a little bit more on the podcast this year. So it's a very special year this year because Mum Heart started in 2012 and it's a bit tricky trying to do the maths because it's actually our 10th year this year it's like when you have a birthday and you turn one you've been alive for a year (laughs) Um, so this is a very special year to encourage new mum heart groups and continue with the podcast and try to expand who we chat with in more all over Australia we'll come back to more about that later but uh, I've homeschooled for many many years but I resigned I guess <laughs> uh, two years ago and my youngest son Daniel is almost 16 and he's um, he's going to a school in Toowoomba now so but I've just put my mum heart back on because my heart is always to encourage the heart of a homeschooling mum in particular. Very good we've had a long break though haven't we Karina? <laughs> we have it's been a, of a um, break from the podcast for a little while as we've just gone on with family life really mm. My own year ahead is looking a little bit different to what it has in the past. I've been very much just at home homeschooling my children. But this coming year, I am actually working full time as a distance ed teacher. So I get the absolute privilege of just going and supporting homeschooling mums. I absolutely love it so far to be able to just go and walk alongside mums and answer their questions and come with the experience of my own children homeschooling, but also my own experience of being a homeschooled student. Just so wonderful to be able to share that experience I've got with the other mums and encourage them where they are. So, yeah, so my year will be rather busy, (laughs) but very fulfilling. I am really thrilled to have this opportunity this year. So what about you, Lacey? Have you got any major changes in your life or are you just on a nice steady path? It doesn't feel steady most days, but I am still doing uh, what I was doing last year, which is that I'm still working part-time teaching at a school um, not too far away from where I live. So yeah, I do that three days a week and my children are still homeschooling. So we have been, uh, my husband, when I say we, my husband and I have been job sharing the homeschooling. So the days where I'm at school, he's at home with our children and he homeschools them and then uh, the other days I'm at home homeschooling them and he goes off to his job so we're kind of a full-time job between us and obviously the full-time job of homeschooling between us as well. Mm, What a team. Yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you've been making that work for a little while now so you're in a groove with it whether it's going to continue that way but right now you're in a groove that that's working for you. Yeah it's certainly unorthodox I don't think mm-hmm. I've met too many people who, who share the homeschooling between husband and wife. No. Um, or at least quite as much as what we're doing at the moment. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's been fun. It's been a nice way to bond with my husband and for him to really see what I do 
at yes. home with the children. He's always been encouraging and supportive, but it's very different when you do it for yourself. So mm. I feel very validated <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And he's bringing different strengths to your your family in this particular way, which I think is very special. There might be some listeners um, out there who are doing similar things or might be inspired to think, oh, maybe we could make this work too. Yeah. What about Barb? What have you got to share with our listeners here today? What's been on your heart for our Mum Heart podcast listeners? Well, I guess, um, yeah, I've homes- uh, my, my eldest child is, well, it sounds funny calling her a child because she's definitely an adult. Um, Rebecca is 32 now and I, and I have eight children. So my heart has been very full personally as a mum. I've just for many years always wanted to really encourage mums because when your heart's strong it helps the whole family mother is the heart of the home it's a big responsibility but it's Mm. just such a big blessing so I wrote wrote a few thoughts about what is it that mum heart is all about and this is what I really wanted to share sorry if it sounds like I'm reading because I am (laughs) mums you've got your hands full I remember embroidering embroidering a little pinafore when I was pregnant with my fifth baby I think because people always used to say, oh, you've got your hands full when you're at the supermarket with a toddler and, a, a, you know, an older child and you're pregnant. And so I embroidered this maternity pinafore that said, I'd rather have my hands full than my heart empty. So your life is full, loving and serving, teaching and training, reaching out, pouring in to the hearts and minds of your beautiful children, creating a family, a home, building a life together. It takes a lot. So this little pocket of time on our podcast is your chance to fill your own heart, to connect with other mums loving their family, like you, but differently. We get to listen to one another's stories and find encouragement to live our own story well. We're all different, yet not alone. So we hope you feel connected here in this space. You're all part of the Mum Heart team here in Australia. Yeah, I like that. Just the encouragement that as mums when we're in the midst of it you often don't see the bigger picture until you have hindsight which Mm, you do now (laughs) hindsight's a good thing and a very bad thing as well sometimes you know to be able to look back and see from your own life just how much you poured into your family and then to realize that yep that was important and your hands might have been full your days might have been busy but your heart was very full as well that's right Karina Mm. yeah and I think I really want to encourage mums to live with no regrets like to Mm. and to to really see as a homeschooling mum that this job this huge life is so worthwhile and a valid choice to make I think Lacey you're seeing that as you work in a school with other children you're seeing how passionate you are about homeschooling I think that's fascinating yeah I, I don't think that when I went back to the classroom I thought that I would kind of jump ship and send my kids to school as well. Mm. I, I was fairly committed to homeschooling um, all the way through, but when I say all the way through, I mean not necessarily every step of the way, but um, I don't think I ever wavered in my commitment to thinking that homeschool was great. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I feel even firmer in my resolve after a little bit of time at school, and the school that I teach at is wonderful. It You know, I have no criticisms to make of it and the um the students are wonderful and they do come from wonderful families and um, my experience there is largely positive 
but I am so grateful as I as I look at the students that I teach I'm so grateful that my my own children have had the chance to be at home um, for so long Mm. and that I've had the chance to input into their lives in the way that I have it seems so unique and I look Mm. at the students around me and I just think my my own children have had something that so few children in our society get these days and I'm so grateful for it my um, eldest turned 10 last year and I remember thinking you know she's been alive for 10 years and Mm. I've spent almost every single day of those 10 years with her I've spent more time with my 10 year old in the last 10 years than I have with my husband Mm. Um, and I was so thankful for that yeah so thankful for this relationship that we've been able to develop and that I haven't missed out on seeing who she really is and you you do really see what your children are like when you school them and spend that much time with them. I think I also just see that children who are homeschooled, well, I think it's very easy as the parent to feel that you, your children are missing out on things yeah. that you see other children who do go to school get to, you know, they get to be in musicals and they get to have assemblies and have sports days. And I sometimes struggle with that and feel, oh, am I you know, withholding these things yes. from my children, things that they should have. And yet, when I scratch a little bit beneath the surface at the school, I, I realise that my children have a richness and a depth that yes. I've been able to provide for them that is very different to what you get when you go to school. Um, we've been able to do so many beautiful things together. My children, they know so much poetry and they, they love to stand up and recite poetry, which is Oh, that doesn't even come from me. I don't, I'm not, wasn't even that into poetry, but they've had time to read completely different books to what you would read in a classroom and be exposed to different ideas. And um, they have a very elaborate cubby and mud kitchen that they've made down in the backyard. And um, they, they spend so much time and they spend their time so differently. Mm. And I think I'd overlooked how special that was until I've spent time with children who haven't had that and don't have that same richness and depth. So I found it very encouraging, I think, being in the classroom. And and I think homeschool mums should be encouraged. It's really easy to overlook what we do Mm. and to look at all the things that we can't provide and can't Mm. offer. But um, the things that we do provide are really significant. And I don't think you know that until you you meet someone who hasn't had it. Yes, that's right. I think when we're at home... On our own, we don't know what else is out there sometimes and it's Mm. not until you see what other children experience that you realise how, what a beautiful childhood you're giving your children and that is a gift and and a privilege. It's wonderful. Yes. Yes. I think with Daniel um, being 16, he's he's been at school for two years and he's in senior high now and he's a very strong person because of the rich roots that he's established throughout a childhood um, with various experiences so he's very well-rounded and not easily swayed Mm. as he comes into senior high now he's quite confident in who he is and I think that's as a result of homeschooling it's his personality as well but it's very encouraging to see how I've helped Mm. in his story to expose him to different experiences and opportunities to develop lots of different interests and read all sorts of books that he wouldn't read in English in one year. Mm. Mm. And to be able to do that outside of a peer group as well, I think 
often students at school are so defined by their peer group. Yes. And it becomes hard to know, do I like this because I really like this and I'm actually good at it and it makes me feel alive? Or do I like this because we're all doing it together? Yes, everybody mm. else likes it. Yeah. Yes. It's I, very good to give them a sense of individuality. Yes. In a healthy yes. way. Mm. Yep. And I think as mothers, we do, we it can very easily discount what happens just in everyday life and how important that is. How much learning happens just by building the mud kitchen and a cubby house. That's valid educational experiences that, you know, in a school situation, they've got to recreate sometimes, but we can give it to our children just by everyday life. They're with us at the shops, they're buying things, they're seeing, they're observing the way we're interacting with people in the world and observing the way we learn ourselves the way we react they you know our influence on them just by the virtue of the fact that we're with them all the time is incredibly strong mm. it doesn't always have to be a formulated program and mm. lessons to be a valid experience for our children no and the formulated program and the lessons are you know they're artificial and they're contrived mm -hmm. and usually as teachers you're trying to create um, assessment that will mimic things that children should be doing in real life. Yes. And so I, it's wonderful that in homeschooling you do get to do very natural project-based learning. You get to know your strengths. You get to plan how mm. you're going to tackle something mm. without someone, you know, telling you what you should do every step of the way and um, give you very strict boundaries around it. I think that that yeah, so much is freedom wonderful. to develop their interests and yes. follow the rabbit trails. Yep. Just even you were sharing before, Karina, about your son um, having the opportunity to develop his interest in photography to now maybe move into videoing a wedding. That's amazing. Yeah. And he's had time in his, um, he's 17 now, and he's had lots of time to develop that interest being yes. with the, within the framework of homeschooling. I think that's wonderful. Exactly. And it's not something we ever set him up with a course or helped mm. him out it was just an interest he picked up his dad's camera one day and kind of has gone with it from there and to see him yeah he does have the time to just experiment he's often taken his sister or his brother out and oh, i've got to get some video just to have something to practice editing and to see how things work together and it, it is just having time to follow the interest and it's not guided by us as parents all the time we encourage and support and provide resources as needed but really, each of our children do follow very different interests. We've got another one who keeps bees and he's 13. And yes, yeah, sure, I took him along to the beekeepers club meeting for about two years as a child just because he was interested in keeping bees. And now that's his interest. But mm. again, that certainly isn't something we would have ever steered him in the direction of. We mm. just encouraged when he comes up with the what he'd like to do. Mm. Yeah. So I think as mums, it's finding that balance because we do also have to push our children in some areas too, you know, mm. whether they like to sit down and do their maths work by the end of school, they kind of probably need how to know their timetables and how to do it. So it is a balancing act between providing the resources and providing the routine that schoolwork does get done, but also allowing the children their individuality and realising that they are wonderful things for them to give their time to don't fill up their days too much for them mm. Mm, yes but you've always been really good at uh, cultivating good habits and routines in your home I know you're super thankful for that yes. at the moment <gasps> I've said that so often in the last few weeks since starting working which happens very suddenly and out of the blue as well so it was like thrown into it and I've just said gee I'm grateful for the 
habits and routines as a family, you know, I'm reaping the benefit of what I encouraged and, and built in my children younger that we all have all, ever since they were very little, we have one morning of the week that everyone pitches in and does the housework. And we all work, me included, I do the big yucky jobs, of course, but you know, everyone pitches in to do the housework. And we've always done that. We all work till the jobs are done. And so now I could leave last week because I needed to be out and my kids did my entire housework for me because it was Thursday morning and that's what we do on a Thursday morning. <laughs> so it's little things like that that I don't think I saw how the end, well, you can't see how it's going to turn out because your life journey is also different. But in those years of young children when the days seem very long and it seems tiring and it's hard to teach children. It's easier to do it yourself often, but it's now that I really do see the habits of schoolwork just happens. It's not a problem. I never have to force the children to do it. I can't say how that's happened in our household, but we just get up of a morning and they get their set work done. Generally, that's just a habit of routine life that we've always done. Children do observe what we as parents do in our own lives and I think they take that in a lot more than I realized and I think for myself I have always studied or learnt more so whether it's been I yeah I've always had something that I've been pursuing myself to grow as a person so when my children were younger I was studying university at home because I really wanted to do that and I wanted to succeed in the university um, world. I knew, so I studied education, I knew I'd never teach in a school setting because at the time I had a two, four and six year old and it wasn't going to be leaving them to go out and work in a school. So I couldn't imagine where that would lead me now. But my children did grow up with mum getting up early every morning and studying. Mm. So they've observed that young so I suppose that flows through into their life. In and now you're using that study. I am. I never would have thought however many years ago that was, 10 or 11 years ago when I finished my university degree, that here I would be using that to help homeschoolers. I really just am still a bit dumbfounded that I have been given this opportunity but feel so blessed to be able to yeah, use that study 11 years down the track to support homeschoolers. Mm. Um, yeah, you just never know where God can lead your your life journey and where he can use something that you did 10 years ago and he's got a plan for it 10 years down the track. Um, be encouraged that nothing's always wasted. You know, learn mm. and grow and whether it's your children picking up on that or whether it's something you'll do in the future, yeah, we can't I really, always see. I really think it's important to... I like that little saying... Do what you can with what you have where you are. You know, our heart is for our family. So we're wholehearted mums at home, mm. um, especially in those little years. And Lacey, you're in those intense younger years. Yeah, I almost feel like I'm starting to leave them now. My youngest <laughs> is three. So mm. I look around and things feel a lot easier than they did 18 months ago. But yeah, yeah I definitely relate to that. Yeah, so there's different seasons. And when mums listening mm. who have... Lots of little ones, that's the season to be fully present and wholeheartedly, yes, it's exhausting, <laughs> but um, and it doesn't seem like there's much space in your brain to think about anything else sometimes, but 
that too shall pass and then you have opportunities to there's just opportunities that open up so for me living on 27 beautiful acres at Ravensbourne I thought I wonder what I'll do when I grow up <laughs> and I thought well I love flowers and over the years I've established my garden and it's just beautiful we've been there 22 years now and I've slowly started to plant seeds and then growing flowers so I have a little flower farm and starting to do weddings and and now all these years later I guess I am grown up <laughs> because I'm a grandmother maybe that qualifies me I'm having workshops in my garden teaching people watercolor painting so it's like God connects these little dots and he waters the seeds that you plant and you forget about even sometimes until they start coming to the surface at the right time and yes Karina nothing's wasted mm. and those opportunities will open up at the right time without compromising what you're supposed to be doing and it looks different for everybody and I think I'm passionate about busting the boxes unconventional and unorthodox is it's great we're also unique and different and it's so important not to compare mm. ourselves with each other but to really listen for the right direction from the Lord about what you're supposed to be doing now. Yes. Mm. And I think for me, what some things I find very easy to do, and I find supporting homeschoolers, going into their um, homes and just sitting beside the mums and encouraging them, helping them, helping plan curriculum, whatever my job might be, quite easy and fulfilling. There's a lot of people that wouldn't find that easy and that would be a challenge. And it's the same with you with flower farming. That was your love. Mm. If I was asked to do that, the stress of having to make sure my garden and I had the right things planted, I would find that very tricky. Mm. So I think as, as people and as humans, it's easy to discount the things that we love yes. or we do easy and think, oh, well, that's just me. But no, actually, that's a valuable gift that you can use Often, it's the things that you do well or you love or you find easy that can bless others or be used in a, in a way that you would never expect it. So what you, what you do well as a mum or as a person is valid and encourage yourself in that. Mm. And maybe you can even make some money on the side sometimes. <laughs> it's a bonus. That's yeah. right. Do you think... Um, we didn't really plan this. I'm going way off track. Wonderful. Do you think it's... Uh, are there seasons in life where you need to put aside the things that you love in order to better serve your family? Absolutely. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah. how do you know when it's time to take something up again? Or how do you know when you've kind of lost yourself in homeschooling and, mm. and you need to be extending? You, yeah. I'm thinking about the mum who's listening and thinking, how could I ever do anything that I love when... I can barely do the things that I have to do that I don't even love. Yes, that like I said before, your life is full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What and would be your counsel for that sort of predicament? Well, I think even for young mums, well, mums with young children in an intense season, I, it's very important to carve out a little space to keep your own heart full. We give and give and give and give, and you have to keep topping it up. You don't feel like you're getting a long drink of water or hours at a time to do something just for you but you can do things with your children that fill your cup you can do things as a family that fill your cup whether it's camping or going on a road trip or neither of those things fill my cup <laughs> well i don't know whatever it is for your family what is it for your family that fill your cup with your children what yeah. do you like to do together 
<laughs> yeah. Go to the library? I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, of course. That's great. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. It doesn't have to be you going away from your family. No. You know, it's it's things, it, it may be, and you may have that opportunity. For most of those years for myself, because of my husband's work, I did not get time away from my children. That was, it just was not a reality for me. And it's very easy to look at other people and think, oh, look, she gets half a day every week to go and do her own thing. Or Mm. she gets a weekend to go and whatever, you know, go away to the beach herself or whatever it might be. It's very easy to be, oh, well, yeah, that's not my reality. Yes. But find what you can do. For me, it was study. Yes. That really was filled my kept soul in alive. those years. It kept my brain alive. And, yeah, it might have happened at 5 a.m. in the morning. But that was important to me. It doesn't mean you've got to go away from your family. It can be going, doing, taking your kids to the library or reading Together, books to yes. them. It can be things with your family. But do make sure there's something in your life that does fill your soul. Mm. Well, creating the garden was with my children. Yeah. We were all doing it together. Yeah. In fact, I really didn't miss my grown-up sons that have left home now because I miss their muscles. Yes. <laughs> I have to outsource a lot of help yeah. in that way. But Daniel helps as well and, and Andrew. Uh, I, I remember reading a little quote, create a life you don't want to escape from. Mm. And I think that's, yeah, you don't want to be wishing you were somewhere else. We want to embrace being right where we are um, and in, enjoying that. And looking at all the possibilities to round that out yeah. with our children. And also, sometimes you just need a quiet cup of tea on your own. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. that's okay. Um, yeah. Or a jolly good nap and the daddy can take the children to the park so you can have a sleep. Whatever mm. it is to keep you filled up. And listening to this podcast might be one of those things that just encourage your heart to... Um, might You might be driving somewhere, dropping your children off to music lessons, but... Yeah, this is just a little reminder for you, for you mums, to keep your own heart filled, whatever that looks like. We'd love to hear from you, so if you could email us here um, on the podcast, that's mumheartpodcast at gmail.com. We'll write that down in the show notes, mumheartpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your ideas, anybody you think would be great to interview, what your needs are, what you would like discussed. Any topics that you think would be a great uh, discussion? Tell us what you think. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, and we look forward to sharing more, sharing more homeschooling people with you, our listeners, throughout the year. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks. Well, that's it for today's episode. We hope that wherever you've been listening, whatever you've been doing, you found some solidarity or encouragement or maybe even inspiration in the conversation today. You can always reach us on our social media pages. There's Facebook and Instagram for Mum Heart Australia or you can drop us a line via email. Thanks for being in cahoots with us today.